Hi, and welcome back to the Swell Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, but you can call me Swell. Here on the Swell Shenanigans Podcast, we are still figuring out exactly what this podcast is, but I know that I am obsessed with all things pop culture, social media, and shenanigans. And today, we have an Amanda Squared episode because we have fellow YouTuber and fellow Amanda and fellow Canadian, because everyone thinks I'm Canadian for some reason, Amanda the Jedi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I will say, I don't get why anybody thinks you're Canadian. You have not done a single thing that has ever made me think Canadian. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. I think just because I don't have the Valley Girl voice, that that's the only reason people are like, she can't be Californian. Like she can't be born and yeah. raised in California. It doesn't I travel. wouldn't have assumed you were born or living in California, but Canada would not have been like I think as far east as I'd go is like New York <laughs> but okay yeah <laughs> oh gosh but yes um Amanda is another YouTuber we met we haven't even actually met we're like internet friends I guess we are yes <laughs> I don't remember when we started talking though I don't remember specifically what it was okay so I remember how I found your content because I was listening to the Gus and Eddie podcast. Mm. Gus mentioned you. And then I started watching your stuff. And then I started getting plugged all your videos because I watched like one video of yours. And then I like reached out to you on Twitter. And we started, yeah, it spiraled from there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think it probably would have been your Tanacon video that got recommended to me because I feel like I knew about you before we started talking. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the ecosystem. My reputation reputation precedes me. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, of getting ripped off and scammed. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, I brought Amanda on because uh, one, a lot of my audience was like begging for you and I to do a podcast together talking about movies. However, I don't really have a desire to do a movie podcast. That's fair. Yeah, everybody was like, do it together. And I was like, I don't think she wants to talk about just movies all the time. So it's like probably (laughs) not a good fit. I'm like aggressively against niching down. And so this podcast where it's like shenanigans, it's like, yeah, that's a wide net. That works. Yeah, exactly. It works. <laughs> but yes, I brought you on today with the main goal of talking about, because you are, in my mind, a Twilight historian. <laughs> I guess at this point, it's something like that now. I, can you be a historian if you were there for like the original run or are you just like the boomer source? You are a first-hand account. That's what you are. <laughs> I'm a first-hand account first historian. Account. Okay, yes. cool. Yes. I'm Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But then I also want to talk about because you cover so many. I don't know if this is something that you've noticed or if it's just like this is just how the cookie crumbles. You cover a lot of adaptations from books that were once fan fictions. And I am single. So I always read (laughs) fan fiction. So I'm like, okay, melding of worlds. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, no, that's like one of my favorite topics. You'll like see something blow up in like the young adult space or something or in like the sensual space. And then you're like, this was Raylo fan fiction. This yeah. was. Yeah. No, I was going to ask you about uh, the um, the love potion, I think it's called or something. Yeah. That's the new one. There's that so all of many. smut butt talk is freaking out about <laughs> There's so many. It's amazing. Because the fact that they kept the name for the male character. Okay, so basically, Raylo fan fiction that was on Wattpad got turned into a novel that it called The Love Quotient, which I think they're like a professor and like a lab assistant or something. I haven't read it. It's like, apparently it's hard to get a hold of because they're buying it up so yeah. much. You, it's like impossible to get a copy of right now. Book of the Month did a distribution with it. And so, so they changed Ray's name to Olive. But then 
his name, Kylo's name is now Adam. And it's like, okay, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. Like, I need to- <laughs> oh, it's so good. They're going to get sued. <laughs> to be fair, though, like, after just changed Harry Styles to Harden. Harden. <laughs> there's a joke there, Harry too. You know, there's, like- there's a joke in there, but like, Harry would be a nickname for Harden. It's also, it's hard on. Like, I don't know. What, why do they do this to us? I don't know. But have you, uh, have you, been at all following the duplicity harry styles fan fiction <laughs> no i haven't I, I feel weird look i have very specific brands of fan fiction and that does not the stuff that ends up getting adapted is never my brand of fan fiction yeah no same like i'm i was never like i didn't really get into twilight until i was like god until like the movie started really mm. and then even then it was like probably like i think new moon was like the one that i the second one is the one that i went and saw in theaters and then my friend yeah. and i i think saw breaking dawn part one and then she was like we have to go see breaking dawn part two <laughs> i had never read the books still have not um and then like the harry like i was never a big one direction fan but all of my friends were reading this fan fictions so my friend will call me up and she'll be like do you hear what happened in the duplicity fanfic and i'm like no but half of my for you page is screaming about how it's some <laughs> random dude who apparently is not actually harry Styles. <laughs> It's so weird. Um, That's where it gets really weird for me is when it starts being about real people. Yeah, that was something. Because it's like fictional characters, whatever. But when it's like an actual celebrity, I feel like I couldn't find anything. Every time like I made my after video when everybody said that like Harry Styles had like issued like a season, not a season desist, but like a restraining order. Yeah, against mm-hmm. the author of the after series. I'm like, I don't see that anywhere. I don't actually think that there would be any grounds for a restraining order just because she wrote fan fiction. Unless she was like, you guys should send this to, like, unless she was like encouraging the readers to like, oh, send this to Harry and get his attention. Like, exactly. Look, all that. That's the thing with fandom is that like one little rumor can spiral into fact to them. And it's very wild. But you know, when I was definitely when I was younger, I didn't see a problem with like reading fan fiction about like, band dudes that I was interested in or anything like that because I was deeply unhappy and deeply frustrated. So, um, but now that I'm an adult, I'm like, yeah, no, this is weird. Like, this is icky. Like, like, no. You feel regret for your five seconds of summer fan fiction days? (laughs) Because that's what it is, right? It has to be that. Listen, because one time, you want to hear the most mortifying thing of all time? Yes. So here's a shenanigan from Amanda. So when I was in high school, okay, and still very much in the bisexual closet and still figuring myself out and terrible at flirting with talking with anyone, I was very much reading fan fiction, okay? Because fictional Mm -hmm. people are safe. But even though these were real people, but it was fictional. Anyway, I was reading this one fanfic where, oh God, I I hate this. I think it was Luke Hemmings and then like some random like self-insert something. But the, they had actually named the character. And so for my film class, I had written a script. And I'm horrible at coming up with names for, like, projects I'm working on. So I think I named the characters, like, Luke and Stella or something. And my friend later watched it. And she was like, oh, that's this fanfic. And, like, knew what it was. And I wanted oh, no. to die. Like, I, I nearly moved states. I was like, oh, this is where, like, I become a, a martyr and a pariah. Like, this is what happened. <laughs> But you can't be too weird about it because they knew what it was. 
So it's like, yeah, yeah, you're no, all in it together. It, that didn't make it any better though, because like, especially at the time, like Wattpad and Tumblr were so private and like TikTok is so public. That's what stresses me out yeah. for these people making all this. Like I was talking with my guests last week about this. Like it's something that's so public. And like, look, like, look at couch. I don't, I don't know if you follow in couch guy TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the TikTok and then didn't get into the full lore. I just saw like, he was not excited. Look at those two girls he's sitting next to. And I was like, good lord. Lord. Well, see, that's the thing. It was three girls and one of them had his phone. And that's the one. That, see, I it's buried in my For You page. Like, mm-hmm. I can't scroll. I, I was on berries and cream TikTok and now it's just couch guy slander couch TikTok. Guy. And he's oh like, you guys God. are gaslighting me and gaslighting my girlfriend. And then it's like, she replied to his TikTok like, I love you, baby, or I'll, I'll love you forever or something. And he didn't reply. He just liked the comments. <laughs> Oh my God. I am so glad that like social media wasn't really a thing when I was in high school because I'm old, but like, like Facebook was a thing, but you're not that old. Facebook was a thing. (laughs) That was it. Really? Oh my God. Yeah, no, I don't know what I do. Cause like when I first got Twitter, I used it a lot specifically to try to like, if there was like, I was stupid, stupid choices of like somebody that I kind of <laughs> like, but was like emotionally unavailable. So I would just like tweet things I thought were funny and hope that they would notice. And I look back at it and I was like, why are there like 20 hashtags? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it doesn't matter that that's how the websites work. You don't do that. Yeah, I used to uh, very publicly simp for uh, YouTubers and uh celebrities so i'm sure if i went back far enough like i'm sure we could find me just like being a reply check to every <laughs> single that. person <laughs> that i was like subscribed to yeah i have officially hit the stage of if there's like a celebrity that i'm like oh they're cool i won't even follow them on social media because like when we meet in real life they can't think i'm a stan <laughs> <laughs> okay Did, have you ever seen um god what's it called star or um it was a disney channel original movie god, oh yeah on, i'm gonna look this up now I okay, hang so. on. Star. Oh, Starstruck. That's what it was. Starstruck. Starstruck. It was with the guy who was definitely a gargoyle and or had stolen someone's skin. And then uh, the girl who later was on <laughs> the originals and played a witch that got murdered, um, whose name I always forget. Like that was like the blueprint for like everyone I knew. They were like, okay, so if I ever meet anyone from One Direction, I need to act like I don't know who they are and that I hate oh them. God. Because Starstruck taught me that's <laughs> how you get laid. And... <laughs> People do that shit at events though. I've watched people do that. I have watched people be like, oh my God, that's insert streamer name here. And then they go up to them and they just start talking and they're like, oh yeah, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, that's like literally a nightmare to me. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay, do you remember that am I the asshole where it was the guy who was like, so I'm a fan of the streamer. We're in the same town. I know where she goes to the gym. I know where she goes to yes. get smoothies and I'm going to get a job. And like, I just think that this is how I should like, can you guys give me suggestions on how to integrate? It's like, why don't you just like DM her and be like, Hey, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I think it'll be better if I just like bump into her like this. And he had like basically mapped out her day and was like, this is how I'm going to get her to like me. Oh God. This is the most uncomfortable thing. Huge fear. Jesus Christ. Ugh, anyway. Gross. Gross. Speaking of Twitch. <laughs> I thought, yeah, it would be a good segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am not on Twitch. Amanda, you are previously on Twitch. Well, how do you consider it now? Because I know you're on like a hiatus. Yeah, I'm on a hiatus right now. I moved and things just got overwhelming. Uh, my place is really just not set up because it's just been like, some of my stuff isn't even here. I set up mm. my setup at my friend's place temporarily to only use it like three times than I have here and I've been here since like July. 
like the end of July. But then I had to like clean the house I was in for like the next two weeks. And then it's just so yeah, I don't know, I will get back to it eventually. I just don't I don't want to right now. And it's just I don't especially with like what just came out <laughs> exactly with what just came out and like the constant like there's been a bunch of hate raids going on which whatever I, i'm good at dealing with those it's i probably wouldn't even affect me and then like follow bots just for the un yeah just so the unwise listener and shouldn't say the unwise listener myself can you explain <laughs> hate raids and follow bots okay. just so yeah. there's an understanding yeah hate raids um they're pretty common i used to get them like quite a bit they're more common with smaller streamer those because because like they they always have like follow alerts on um so then they'll basically people will like hate raid you with names that are like slurs or insults or personal attacks if they figure out like something small about you so if you're someone who streams underneath like the um the lgbtq plus catalog they will like harass you uh with stuff mm-hmm. like that if you are a minority they will uh, like harass you for things like that and they can just make bots and just flood your channel and then just comment a bunch of stupid shit so then you have to turn like follow only mode on and so a lot of stuff that makes it harder for smaller streamers to grow because when you're a smaller streamer the reason why people are looking for you is so they can like interact immediately so it makes Mm -hmm. it hard then there were follow bots that were more dangerous than usual ones so like follow bots uh you can usually stop them pretty quickly if you shut off your follow alerts because then the bot is like oh well nothing's happening here we're not going to keep running it on this channel because we're not getting the reaction because you can't see it happening. But the new follow bots that are popping off, actually, if you click on their accounts and go back to their profiles, they can actually take your IP address. So there's like an- Oh, fun! Yeah, there's like an actual layer of danger there. So people are coming up with scripts. Like there are independent programmers doing more with bots to like mass delete all these accounts as they're identified than Twitch seems to be doing, which is really ridiculous. I think they're introducing things so that a streamer has to be able to check that you have like a verified email or a verified like phone number on the account or something so that it's harder instead of you because right now you can make thousands of accounts under one single email. So if you have it set to like only one account per email verified, you can kind of slow it down, but it's taking forever for them to actually deal with things. And then today, after making fun of Facebook for their little debacle, Twitch got a major security breach, which like revealed a bunch of people's payouts. I think it was all like subscribers, ads, and bits. Anything mm-hmm. basi- anything basically other than donations and maybe exclusivity contract payouts, but I don't actually know. Yeah, it would have to be based on what Hassan said he made or what it said Hassan made. I would assume that's without what Twitch pays them for an exclusivity contract. Like separately. Yeah, because some streamers are actually paid by Twitch to be on the platform. So then they have to run a certain amount of ads contractually, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because then they get paid from the ads that they're running too. It's a... Good for them. But yeah, so that all leaked. But then they're saying that there's a lot of data underneath and that it could have gone for like encrypted passwords and stuff. So like, I don't necessarily think it's something that people have to like immediately be, be worried about beyond just like, oh, change your password, make sure you have two factor on the usual security stuff. But it's still like a lot. They're basically getting hit from two ends right now with like a bunch of like spam bots and security issue threat bots that are actually dealing with security issues and then like their personal shit's all getting shit rock too yay fun and exciting but yeah everyone's just focusing like i know hassan is trending right now um on twitter and so which is weird because i get 
I get it's because of what he does, but XQC literally is making like six times as much. And like, I remember at one point, like I remember years ago, there was a point where everyone was like, oh, Ninja is the highest paid streamer ever and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't even think he's on the list now. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe he, he left. Yeah, he wasn't he there. Left, he uh, left. So I, he might, they might not have the data yet for him. I can't remember how long it's been since he's been back. Oh no, it was last, because he was on Mixer and then Mixer shut down last year. Oh, it was. Oh yeah. Because Mixer died in like 2019. Yeah. Yeah. He got the. Yeah, he yeah. got the rest of his payout from Mixer and then went back to Twitch and all of that. Yeah, so I don't know how much. Maybe he didn't take an exclusivity. No, because he, he announced that it was exclusive. Who knows? But yeah, I didn't see him. I didn't really look for him, though. I knew XQC made a lot of money. And I get it. The reason why people forget about Hassan is because Hassan's got like the whole like tax the rich, eat the rich and all this. And he says, yeah, if they like tax me more so that I can pay more. But I get why people are kind of focusing on him more. But that was all really obvious. He's never concealed how many subscribers he had. And even if you went with like the most modest, like 50-50 split, which he definitely doesn't have, he probably gets 100% of his sub revenue, honestly. Um, If they're already paying him on the side to be on the platform, he's probably at the least has like a 95-5 split with Twitch. Mm -hmm. I would imagine. So you know, even on that low end, even at the two point, even at the two dollars and fifty cents per subscriber, he's already netting like hundreds of thousands of months. So I don't understand why people are uh, surprised. So I don't mean to change the subject, but I got distracted don't by your it. shirt. <laughs> oh yes, I did lots of things so that we can always have conversations and topics. Yes, <laughs> this is the skin of a killer, Bella, with Robert Pattinson. From good time, but pink and sparkly instead of in the brown suit. It's a work of yeah, art. Yeah, you've been, you've been back from TIFF for like, what, two, three weeks now? Yeah, yeah. I got back on the 15th, so just about three weeks now. Exactly. Yeah, three weeks exactly. Time is a black hole. So I'm it's, like, the fact it. that it's October is wild to me. I, it drives me insane. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, no, my birthday is coming up in November. And that like last year for my birthday, I was stuck in, I went to Big Bear and ended up going alone because my friends pulled out last minute. And then there was a snowstorm and my Airbnb had no heat and had to drive down. And I'm like, that feels like yesterday. But no, it was a year ago. A year ago. I remember that happening too. Holy shit. Time's weird and I don't <laughs> like it. I really don't like it. But yeah, before we started recording, me and Amanda were talking about very briefly about how uh, the Zodiac Killer was allegedly caught and how me and every other California person is like, damn it, it wasn't my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's like, you guys are like, oh, we have one more chance claim to fame and then is out the window. <laughs> Listen, I just, you know what? The the end of the killings line up perfectly with my mom being born. And that's like the thing that I will always hold on to of like, it could be Peepa, it could be him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you really wanted that? You wanted that for your grandfather? <laughs> No, it's just that thing where it's like, you know, you're like, you know what, it Maybe. could be that. Like- yeah. <laughs> Except as we also discussed, I don't think they did break the case because their evidence no, I don't think is so really either. weak. And it's just so convenient. Like, oh yeah, he's, de- he's dead. He may or may not have, he died in 2018. He, everyone's focusing on the fact that he was arrested in 2016 for something unrelated. And it's like, and they let him go. It's like, yeah, they didn't know if he was him or not. You can't just, yeah, exactly. you think you might also be the Zodiac killer. So we're going to hold you longer. It's like, you can't <laughs> exactly. do that. That's not how that works. Yeah. And supposedly there was like legitimate, legitimate evidence, but they haven't explained it. Like they claimed that one of the ciphers that hadn't been cracked. Oh the yeah. The only reason they were able to decipher it was because you had to know his, his name. full name. 
and then pull out those letters. And then it made sense. And it's like, okay, but can you show us what it looks like and how you did that? You can't just tell me that and expect me to believe it. What's the right? No, they're going to sell it in a book. It's going to be a book. That's why they're selling the rights to the story. So that's why. That's why they won't reveal it. See, I feel like, you know, sell it to Netflix first right now. Books aren't going to do it. You got to just sell it to Netflix and be done. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You sell it to Netflix and then Netflix can do like the accompanying book if they want to. Exactly. And then David Fincher will be like, I mean, we can do this different. Like we can do this this different. We can do it again. We'll do it again. The different story. Also, I think if it was like super legit, at this point, the FBI will probably request info if they think it's legit. I just want you to know that I apparently laughed in such a way that my the camera I have set up for Hermes when he's barking alerted me to a barking alert. <laughs> he is not here. It was just oh, me no. laughing. <laughs> So that's what I'm dealing with. My, my favorite thing is the one of the evidence for the Zodiac Killer and this guy. It's like they circle the lines on his forehead as like evidence. <laughs> like, look, he has this. And it's like, okay, so do I. Am I the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that could have been like a pencil scuff or just like he looked older yeah. and that was their way of denoting that he looked older. It's so dumb. They couldn't even give us a picture of him with glasses. Like They couldn't even exactly. do that, you know? Yeah. So yeah, super exciting things on California Twitter today. <laughs> Always. I know you're on TikTok, but you're not on on TikTok. You're not as terminally <laughs> online with TikTok as I am, huh? No, I don't know what it like. I like it, but I feel like if I got really into it it would just be I feel like when I browse on my phone the most is when I don't want like audio playing so I just it's always like at night or something so I just don't end up in those ending scrolls but then I just pop up and do something and then like like 50% of the time it does super well and then I disappear for another two months. Like I think my last no effort TikTok has like 500,000 views or something, which is a lot. Nice. For, I had like 15,000 followers. That's good. I don't think any of mine have ever hit that and I'm terminally online. So I mean, that's great. I should check. It was really lazy. It was a Twilight one, obviously. <laughs> 682,000. And now I have 20,000 followers. On there you go. Okay, so... Stephanie Meyer is still working or has already finished the book that's Jacob and uh, Renaissance. Renaz- like when- Renaissance, Resumi. <laughs> Jacob and Resumi. She's working on it, I think. Because she said she had... Okay. She said she had ideas. She wanted to do two more books after she finally got Midnight Sun out after like fucking 10 years. She got it out. Yeah, because didn't some of that leak like years ago too? Yes. So what happened was she intentionally put up like the first chapter on her website, but then somebody from her like writer's group leaked it. And she would have known exactly who it was because it even had like the pages out of order so that you'd know who uploaded what copy. And then she was just so upset that it leaked that she just deprived the rest of us. I get it. Like it's discouraging. You're working on something and it leaks, but it was like 10 chapters maybe. I don't know. Like just keep going. But it upset her so much that she stopped. And also like a draft, like a draft is like, there's so many coats of paint that goes into a finished novel that like the first draft is- there was not that- No, no, there was not that many differences. There was not, it was really- There's not that- oh. No, there wasn't that many differences. Maybe like I mean, some, but- See, the way I work on stuff is like, I'm like giving myself permission to do the imperfect first draft. Yeah, yeah. And so that way it's like, okay, at least I have something finished versus like a perfect chapter one. Yeah. So I can't imagine people being like see, polishing yeah. as they go. I feel like the first chapter probably was because she did intentionally put that up. And if she was working on it with a writer's group, it might've been like the third or fourth version that she had done like the first- half of or just shared the first half. But yeah, I get it. 
and it, but it wasn't that different. So there was like a couple changes because I remember I got a head start on my video by reading the leak one and then switching over to the actual book. But I quickly went back through to make sure that there was nothing like drastically different because you can just do like the word searches online. It was like exactly the same. But yeah, she was going to do it finally for the uh, 10 year anniversary in 2015. Um, but then that was the same year that E.L. James released Grey, which was Fifty Shades from oh, Christian's perspective. Right. And she was like, God damn it. She stole my idea. But since my idea isn't officially published, everyone thinks I'm going to steal from fucking her. So then she wrote Gender Bent mm. Twilight instead, which is fucking trash. It's terrible. Anybody who says it's good is a fucking liar. It's terrible. Holy shit. Anyways, what's the, the no, 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 wait, wait, we can't pass that. You want to know the, the name? <laughs> no, what's the worst part? Like, can you, like, it was it's just okay. entirety or was it like These verbatim were, and then they changed the words? They were, it was pretty, there was a few changes. They changed it so it would be a one shot. So like he does bow because it's bow, Beaufort instead of Bella, Isabella, it's Beaufort. Because bow is beautiful in French and Bella is beautiful in Italian. Um, You're lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I have a video about it. Uh, Edward has probably like the best name change. It's Edith. That one's fine. Alice is Archie. Rosalie is Royal. <laughs> Jasper is Jessamine. What is this? <laughs> He's from the South. And then, <laughs> and then, is she still a Confederate soldier? Yeah, she's a Confederate soldier's wife left at home. <laughs> okay. I, clearly I blocked out your video because I know I watched it, but clearly I blocked it out. <laughs> Emmett's name is like normal. I can't remember what it is anymore though, but it doesn't, it has like Emma or something. Emily? No, it wasn't Emily. There's already an Emily. Either way. What about Carlisle and, um. Carlisle is, <laughs> oh shit. I can't remember. Gender bent, Twilight, name changes. <laughs> I just need to know because I can't remember. I know they didn't change Charlie and the mom. They didn't change Charlie and Renee because it Why? wouldn't have made, because it wouldn't have made there was a reason it wouldn't have made sense for in the early 90s for a families to get divorced and the father to move away with the daughter so she said it wouldn't have made sense like legally i mean i always got to think about like okay deeply if the mom was always got to put yeah yeah. it's if the mom if the dad was this flighty person who struggles to pay bills and is just you know doesn't have a set job they would give custody to the mother who has a job as a police officer good standing in the community all that kind of shit. So there was a reason behind it. Um, but the main reason why they did it was because there's always like um, the complaints of like Bella as a character. So it was basically just showing that like things wouldn't have been that different. But I just hate, I hated Bo as a character. It was just trash. Did they change any, like, because the, obviously there's differences that have to be there because there's some it's like because like it it doesn't matter how flighty okay again i'm blanking on your whole video and i did not read the gender i'm thinking even if like a meek a meek dude who's in a new place if someone is like like i'm just picturing the the lab scene the first time he's uh he smells bella and like that gender bent like that wouldn't work i'd get punched in the face if i was some vampire (laughs) being like you smell bad bro (laughs) like (laughs) Well, that's why it's like, you know, it's gender bent. So like, she's basically like, oh my God, am I deodorant not working? Do I smell like B.O. now? Okay, Carlisle is Kareen. 
Esme is Ernest. I remember because I used like Ernest goes to uh, to replace the face. Oh, Emmett is Eleanor. Ah, could have done Emma or Emily. Yeah, I know. It was weird. It got really confusing to keep up with after a while. Like to, to did they mention why they they felt it was necessary or not necessary to change Carlisle and Esme, even though they figured that they would change Carlisle and Esme because they were they stayed together as a family unit, so it wouldn't have mattered to not change them. So you might as well change them so that there's like more changes i guess and then it basically ends to justify where, the release <laughs> yeah Bo turns into a vampire and it ends with them like looking at his funeral before they like disappear and there's like a couple changes because like obviously he has to become friends with the gender bent version of like jessica and angela so it's like more bros and less like gossipy but it's I don't know. It's not good. I didn't like it at all. It felt like fan fiction. What are they doing? Having sleepovers? What are they doing? No, that was the other thing. Because like, it's not like they went shopping for ties. or I think they played video games <laughs> that night or something instead of going to shop. I don't know. It's really dumb. It was really oh. dumb. This sounds like something like middle school me would write. Like, exactly. okay, I'm going to submit felt. this to Stephanie Meyer. And then she's going to be like, oh, I should hire you to write my books for me. Like, that's something like middle school Amanda would think. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. It was not good. I actually like Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun is fun and good and meme filled. It was, I feel like it actually has value, even though it's the same story, just from a different perspective. Gender Ben Twilight is fucking useless. I hated it. Well, yeah, when things are, because is Twilight in, I know, is it first or third person? I know it's from Belle's perspective, but is it first or third person from her perspective? It's first. Yeah, because then I mean, that makes sense to me why it would be interesting, because obviously, yeah, especially because like, even just from the movies, like Bella is like unhealthily obsessed with Edward pretty early on. So it would be interesting to see how, you know, this 115 year old vampire you know, suddenly is like, oh, yes, the 17 year old. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were a little bit more open about like discussing sex in this one. But I think it's because by that point, they'd already breached Breaking Dawn. Whereas like first Twilight comes out, you got to play it safe. By the time the last one comes out, they're like, we don't care if this is technically for people in their 20s right now. Sex, vampire baby, fucking body horror. Let's go. It's we're going <laughs> in the teen section. But like the first Twilight's kind of like, ooh, they're going to like kiss once. And then it's going to be a little bit like overwhelming. <sighs> so, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a good time. I just, it's reminding me of like the movie when he's like, she's kissing him and he Whoa. like, <laughs> I love it. Do you know that, um, so Netflix, when you watch it, the warning is like parental guidance for like light profanity and a scene of sensuality. It's a scene of sensuality because it's not sensuality. It's one singular scene of sensuality. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a Stephanie Meyer's contract point or something like there's something there. That's, that's some, that's some, some shenanigans there. That's funny. <laughs> I love it. Do we think E.L. James is going to put out any more? Because I know she did a different one, a different Ooh. book, or she tried to do a different the Mister. one. Yes. And I, yeah. I read like one excerpt from it and I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> I laughed at just the description. I was like, yeah. is this fucking real? And then the names were really stupid. I was like, what the fuck is this? I have to read it. That's one of the things I want to get to by the end of the year. Let me pull up E.L. James. I think that did recently get picked up for an adaptation. Okay, so 2019, the indelible awfulness of E.L. James, the yes. mister is the first result. <laughs> okay, okay. So this is from E.L. James's author website, Provocative Romance. London, 2019. Life has been easy for Maxim Trevelin. Yes, exactly. With his good looks 
aristocratic connections and money. He's never had to work and he's rarely slept alone. But all that changes when tragedy strikes and Maxim inherits, I'm sorry, Maxim. (laughs) Maxim inherits his family's noble title, wealth and estates and all the responsibility that entails. It's a role he's not prepared for and one that he struggles to face. But his biggest challenge is fighting his desire for an unexpected, enigmatic young woman. Yep. <laughs> My dyslexia yeah. is like, uh, who's recently arrived in England, yeah. possessing little more than a dangerous and troublesome past. Reticent, yeah. beautiful, and musically gifted, she's an alluring mystery. And Maxim's longing for her deepens into a passion that he's never experienced and dares not name. Who is Alessia Demachi? Yep. That- Can Maxim protect her from the malevolence that threatens her? Yeah, I hate it. Oh, um, God. So that is linked to Fifty Shades because uh, Trevelyan is Edward, not Jesus Christ, Christian's adopted (laughs) mother's maiden name, last name. So it's connected. So the, there's a a sign on the Mr. book cover that says the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea, Chelsea Embankment SW. One, that's the clunkiest looking, like, come on, you, you have one of the most successful book series of all time. And you make that, who made this Cover. I'm sorry. It's like, I hate... They need it to look like it fits in the genre. But even like after, I think, puts more effort into their covers. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's fine. Like I, as someone who's not involved in book talk, but is ingrained in book talk, um, <laughs> there's a lot of talk of like what type of covers like people actually like and like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my book pet peeves and all that. Anything with actual people on it is like usually out the window. It doesn't matter how cute and doodly it is. Yeah, like no. don't put people on your covers unless you're like giving me like some weird, crazy romance monster sex thing that's like so ridiculous. It makes me laugh to look at the cover. Ice Ala, Ice Planet Barbarians. And then obviously there's this subset of like contemporary young adult where it's like, oh, the side of profile of a beautiful woman, but she doesn't know she's pretty. She's different. That type. But, like, if it's just, like, an actual, like, human being standing there, like, no, good luck. <laughs> no one wants that. Yeah. <laughs> but is she, is E.L. James putting out more stuff? What's going on? You know, like, let's... I haven't, well, the last, she recently put out the last book in the Fifty Shades series from Christian's perspective. She just plowed through all of them. So I don't actually know what she's currently working on. Fifty Shades of Pink and Blue. Oh, no, S.R. Cooper. This is something <laughs> different. I was like, what is this? Holy shit. She must be working on something. Maybe a... Well, I, I love how her website, it says E.L. James, provocative romance. I know, provocative romance. So like there's nothing else listing. Like the mister is the yeah. most recent or like the last thing listed, um, even though Freed would have been the last thing she did. I mean, she could also never do literally anything, anything ever again, again and still retire like... Like she could oh, probably yeah. like fist fight Bezos for fun if she wanted to. Probably. Like she's fine. Like she could get into the space race and probably have a good chance, you know, at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> she, could, she could find, I, I feel like the mister was also based off of something. Like she took inspiration from another piece of media and basically made a fan fiction about that and then linked it back to Fifty Shades, which is already Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. But it's like, it's not perfect is it like the i did a bunch of research for the book and then i didn't end up doing it yet um the mister you have to take one for the team amanda you have to do it i do (laughs) 
since we're talking about, you know, uh, fan fiction into novels and all of that, did you by chance see the article that was going around yesterday about the the bad art friend from the, I think it was the New Yorker or the New York Times? I saw, I saw the, like, just as we were about to start, so I didn't actually read it. So what is, it's fill me in. Okay. I was obsessed with, like, I literally called four people yesterday. I was like, we need to talk about this oh because, okay, so Helen Rossner, who writes for the New Yorker, put it down really well where she said the difference between the, the two women involved in the kidney person story is how she described it. It's the difference between writers who define themselves by their writing versus define themselves by being a writer. Gotcha. And it's like the difference in that type of world of writers and all that. Because this woman decides to do a living kidney donation and don't do like a basically a blind donation where it's like you just donate a kidney and you're not really sure where it's going to go to, but it's something nice. It's a good thing to do if you're able to do it. And she then, um, when she was doing this, made a private Facebook group and put a bunch of people in it so that they could see this very nice thing that she was doing. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. She even shared the letter that she ended up, she wrote to whoever was eventually going to get her kidney and eventually like became like very involved in like live donations and all of that and like became like a face of it and all of that. And she apparently was so involved in her own Facebook group that she noticed when some of her writer friends, you know, weren't interacting with the post. Oh my God. And <laughs> to the point that she reached out to one of them. Oh my God. That's like, okay, picture this. You and like, I put out a video and then I noticed that you don't comment on it. So I'm like, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I put out a video. <laughs> like, imagine. like, obviously donating kidney is very different yeah. than publishing a YouTube yeah, video. Of I'm course. not saying it's yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. But like, no. even that is so odd to me. But yeah, no, so that she, is so weird. So she the other woman is like, Oh, yeah, no, I saw the gift that you did. It's wonderful. Like just very polite, very cordial. And then they went to a writing convention, cross paths, said hi. But the woman who donated her kidney literally said in this article, it was interesting to me that no one at the convention, you know, commented on my donation. Like, do these people not care that I donated a kidney? Like <laughs> <laughs> And so it just kind of went on from there. There was a lot of back and forth. But then the other woman, apparently she took like the the story of the donation and her donating um, a kidney basically inspired a short story for this other writer. And so she was having a short story published about someone who donated a kidney and all of this. So she was like, I mean, kidney woman don't like confronted her and was like, hey, you basically seem like you didn't remember that I donated kidney but yet you are, you know, drawing on this. Like, I'm just wondering if it's this weird coincidence, like this weird back and forth. And so it like very cordial, very like, and then it got shorter and shorter. Like, I mean, we're both artists. Like I'm sure you've drawn from other people's lives and your life experiences. Like I did, honestly, this story is not about you. It's like, this just made me think about, you know, the act of live donation and all of that. But what ends up happening is that she found an excerpt that was recorded by a voice actor for Audible or something because the short story ended up getting selected for like the Boston short stories thing or whatever, like some, like a bunch of copies were to be distributed and she heard it. And basically what happened was where the author messed up was that she took some of the lines from the letter that the kidney woman had posted on the Facebook group of the letter and put them in her story. She was like, I keep trying to change them, but like I, they just fit so well. And so (laughs) went to a bunch of lawyers and was like, do I have a case? All of this, like this is plagiarism. She goes out of her way to contact every single place that uh, the author could have like submitted and or worked to be like, I don't know how you feel about plagiarism. Like, which 
honestly, no, <laughs> stop. And so finally gets a lawyer involved. They send a cease and desist, all the stuff. And then like all this back and forth. But then at some point, okay, in the discovery phase of this trial, okay, of this uh, court battle or whatever, the, the Facebook group that the author was involved in called Chunky Monkey, where they would share, there was a bunch of writers, they would share chunks of their work in progress and all of that. They were apparently, the records of their group messages were subpoenaed and they were, there's transcripts of all of their messages and they're just, some of them are just shit talking kidney person. And it's like, <laughs> they're, they're like, they directly comment like, it's just so weird that she keeps bringing it up. Like, I feel like I can't escape the fact that she donated a kidney. And it's like, what's with the hashtag? Like, uh, do something good. Like, what am I supposed to do? Donate a kidney? Like, what? Like, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is, so it's like, that's basically where it ends. Like, it's kind of like still work in progress. Yeah. Of this, all of that. But like the whole thing, and some people are like, wow, they're both horrible people. It's like, okay, it's one thing to do something bitchy and to like shit talk someone in private. It's another thing to go out of your way to try and ruin this person's writing career. Like, that's very different. Yeah, exactly. As a kidney donor, um, I don't think you should tolerate this like fucking plagiarism. It's, it reminds me of The Office when Michael, like there's a $20 limit and he gives Ryan an iPod and then they do like yes. the Yankee swap and he's all like, well, I bought an iPod. It's like, no one yeah. asked you to do that. Like, Or like when um Oscar does the walkathon for his niece or something and he accidentally pledges like $50 and doesn't realize that it's per per mile. It's per mile, yeah. So yeah, that's what I was dealing with yesterday. I was just sending this everywhere. I was like, you guys need to read this. <laughs> like I need, it was because their whole thing is like, she basically was calling me a bad art friend because I said she couldn't talk about my kidney donation. And it's like, yeah. So the article is called, who is the bad art friend? Like you basically, you decide. But Kidney Woman is the one who reached out to the New York Times and was like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, what is this? And it's like, this does not make you look good. Like, the, no, I, it doesn't. The fact that you wanted this publicized more, like the one you yeah. could have been writing. Like, like sh the, the main difference between these two is that Kidney Woman had never, do uh, not, not never donated, had mm -hmm. never been published. And that's like the point people are making. It's like, she literally could have just been writing this whole time. <laughs> Yeah if, yeah, if she just wasn't bitching, she could have been writing her own firsthand account, you know, inspired story. But mm, also, apparently, yes. it is yes. pull dark that the mister is allegedly fan fiction of. It's a, it's a drama series called Pull Dark. But then really? modernized, I think. Yeah. That seems out of left field. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't like, I, I don't know. It's definitely not the same as like Twilight to Fifty Shades, which was like alternate universe, no vampires. Edward's the head of a company. All we did was change the names from the fan fiction. Dark is a British historical drama television series based on the novels of the same title by Winston Graham and starring Aidan Turner in the lead role. That's just from the Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like, it's original. So I guess, and I guess the book sometimes actually takes place in Cornwall. So it's like little, it's not as much as far as I'm aware. I'll have to look into it. But it, it's like she... Everything she's done is fan fiction. Yeah, Master of the Universe definitely wasn't. It wasn't Twilight. Yeah, yeah, it definitely wasn't Twilight. Like, it, like it, even I think she's openly admitted that she went for Twilight fan fiction because of how popular it was, so she could yeah. jump off from there. Like all universe Twilight fan fiction was like a really big deal, but she did not hurt any brain cells changing it for final publication. They lied. They tried to say, oh, if you were a fan of the fan fiction, buying Fifty Shades is going to feel like a familiar but new experience. No. They change the truck to a VW. They change 
the names and instead of Renee, the mom being in like Jacksonville, Florida, she's in Georgia. It's still it's still Washington because it's Seattle. Like it's come on. Come on. Do you think that because of the rise of fan fiction getting published as like actual novels and getting wide releases? Do you think that it hinders any publication now moving forward? Because some people are like, oh, I noticed this similarity between this and this, even though fiction at some point, there's going to be trope similarities and things like that. Do you think that that makes it so that now any author who's like a debut author has any similarities of any sort, people are going to be like, oh, it's based on fan fiction. I hope not. I I think you'll, unless there's that clear link, unless they can find, because like after was specifically published with Wattpad, like Wattpad was specifically picking fan fictions to publish and change names. And it was a whole program. I don't think it exists anymore. But and that's they're also honestly, I think it's become more so because I'm fairly certain the love quotient was on Wattpad. I think now because of the success of after and I think Master of the Universe was also on Wattpad. And then also there was the kissing booth as well. Like I think it was fan fiction. I think maybe it was a bunch of fanfiction.net. But yeah, no, because she got she got banned off of fan fiction. She got banned off of fanfiction.net of the story was too sexy oh <laughs> fan fiction used to not let you have too many lemons yeah it wouldn't like fan fiction used to be anti stuff like that you could only go so mm-hmm. far um now it's yeah. free for all so she had been banned because snow queen's ice dragon was a fan fiction account um either way i think unless there's that like key fan fiction origin i don't think people will accuse them so much of that you'll just get like the comments that it's like inspired inspired by or like they might have ripped off the idea from this it's hard to say though i'm totally on board for it like it's the same kind of stuff that's going to get published anyways it's just people are getting their starts like writing with other characters after again is a bit weird because it's real people it's like (laughs) it's a sex fantasy with a boy band member like i don't know what else you want me to do there but oddly enough though as an author she seems like the less intense like el james is Mm -hmm. bold is bold oh god yeah with yeah. her everything. Yeah, if anything with um with Anna Todd, I think is yeah, after's author. Yeah. I mean, I find that anyone like the main criticism actually comes from like the One Direction fandom and like the fans themselves being critical of her and the fact that she like the the rumor that oh there's a restraining order and all of that. And it's like like you said, there's no proof of any of that. Like I think it's the protectiveness, the the parasocial relationship that some people have with their Harry Styles in general. And so it's like, no, how dare you? Yeah. But it's weird though, because after would have started because of a parasocial connection, she felt to a fictional boy band member. She just wrote it and published on the internet. I bet a bunch of the people that are complaining about it have had all sorts of like weird fantasies or maybe even written things themselves. It's just, it is weird. I get it. Like the fact that it was published now people read this like people read after like i have friends who like they read it cover to cover on wattpad when it was made and it's like but it's so weird that it's getting made now it's like you did this like yeah (laughs) yeah you did this you are the fans who created this to happen like nobody just said like oh it's been like years since one direction has been relevant at all we're gonna make a movie based on fan fiction about it not because you guys like it no it's because people read the shit out of it yeah like duplicity like people like the the again i had heard of duplicity randomly and then suddenly it was like that big they had a big reveal and i think it was chapter 52 it was like some weird chapter never and everyone was like i just read chapter 52 i can't (laughs) believe like people got people have gotten tattoos because of this fan fiction like people have it's it's insane and then suddenly that chapter like (laughs) 
<laughs> it was like this big reveal. <laughs> and everyone was like, no. Good for them though. Like honestly, power to them. If you can turn fan fiction into like an actual writing career, like good for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for me, honestly. <laughs> more content for me <laughs> that's what i mean people say things and i'm like you know what like to be fair reading master of the universe really bad that is genuinely fucking horrible was there was there a lot more oh my's how many oh my's were there there was a bunch of oh my's there's fuck i had a counter this she said something 40 times it was like 40 Ooh. something times was it um his tenderness was it? No, um, there was like, there's my inner goddess. There's. Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh my, oh my, so basic. It was there, but like there was a bunch. Um, there's like Holy Crow was in it, like way more. Like Holy Crow is said four times in Twilight as a whole. It's like 18 times in just the this first part. Is it Anastasia is such an annoying fucking character to read the perspective of? People do not give Dakota Johnson enough fucking credit for what she did for that character. <laughs> She gave that care. And what she did for bisexuals and women everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. We love, I love Dakota Johnson. Oh, I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> She's great. She's amazing. I saw a movie at Sundance in 2020 and it was about St. Vincent. But then there's this random scene where St. Vincent and her, and it's actually Dakota Johnson as Dakota Johnson, are like making out in like bondage attire. And I was like, <laughs> I, I took pictures. I wasn't allowed, but I did to send my friend. That was illegal of me to do, but I did it anyways. If you still have those, my DMs are open. <laughs> I probably do, honestly. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. But you know, I think that like the inner god, do they ever explain like the inner goddess or is it just like my, like, is it just this like thing that's like there? Or does she ever go into detail? No, no, no. It's just like, you're, it's like, it's like she read like one of those self-help articles for like mommy influences that are like, you just need to give time for your inner goddess to flourish. It's like she read something like that and just like shoved it in there. It's like fucking Dexter's Dark Passenger, except it's horny and I hate it. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, uh, I'm clipping that. <laughs> go for it, go for it. It's like... Dexter's dark passenger, except it's horny and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a nightmare. So like that was hard to get through because like the the ones from Christian's perspective are at least like somewhat interesting most of the time sometimes, but like Anna, holy fuck, what a horrible character she wrote. Isn't what he does like he like gives iPads to like children in Africa or something? Like what is it that Christian does? I can't remember. It's a lot. He does a lot of sustainable stuff. So like there was tablets, solar powered tablets for... Basically, his whole idea is that he's going to make cutting edge technology and sell it for a premium in first world nations and then basically give it away to developing nations so that they can actually fix their infrastructures or like build their infrastructures better for like a lower cost and like help with food and stuff like he's really big on food. He is a good philanthropist based on the things that go on there. But uh, yeah, he just has an interest in butt plugs. Fair. Yes. Massive interest in <laughs> butt plugs. Yeah. <laughs> and all sorts of other stuff. Weird fixations on virginity, which somebody who's like super into BDSM would hear virgin and probably be like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It, yeah. It's the kind of thing that you're like, a woman wrote this? A woman wrote this. A woman wrote this? Like she wrote things like, gotta make sure that Anastasia gets waxed because she'll understand that it feels better. And I'm like, isn't that a personal preference thing? Like, wouldn't some people feel better? Like if it's like, isn't that, isn't it different? Like for everybody? That's the way I felt with the invasions of privacy and like him tracking her and like doing the investigation and all of that. Yeah. Like that's, 
alarming. <laughs> Very alarming. It's like within a day, he's got our cell phone tracked and shit. I'm like, okay. No, no, no. no thank you. Hi, no. No. Ugh. Is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> I think that's everything. I think I spoke my truth here today. So. <laughs> we, cu- we we rambled a lot. It was good. No, it's good. It's the best. I know you you have a continuously full uh, docket of videos coming up because for some reason, everyone's releasing everything in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And so all of the media is coming out right now. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. <sighs> okay, you know what? Really quick to end off because... Uh, I finished Midnight Mass. You just put out a video on me in that mass and we just talked about vampires. What is your take on the oddly sensual uh, blood sucking of Midnight Mass? Do they ever actually say vampires? I can't remember. No, they don't. They never say the word yeah. vampire at all. It's um, always the angel. Yeah, it's sorry, the angel. Sorry, spoilers for Midnight Mass. Hi, sorry. Hi, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they always say the angel, but it is like very confirmed that it's vampires even like... Mike Flanagan confirmed it. Even if he didn't, it's like, it's either I have blood-sucking demon or it's a vampire that can turn, you know? I don't know. I've seen a lot of sensual blood-sucking in my day and it was just like average, you know? Like it was like, it was a little, it was more just the noises it made and like the one track, some weirdness. Well, the 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 scene that I always think of when, uh, like when Riley is confronting Monsignor about like, and when I was out, did you also... You yeah, know, feed on me feed or something me. like that. Yeah, did and he was also? like, yes. And it's like this really tense moment. It's yeah. like, this seems yeah. like there's <laughs> To me, that was more of like, it does feel that way. But like, I'm just so with that was like, he keeps talking about how like, this is God's new will. This is God's morality being lived out through this. So like, you'll make choices and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so that's God's morality. And you are here to like, send the wicked back home. Why would you have felt tempted to also draw blood from me? My big thing is like, if this is God's will, why did you have to hold me back from death? Even though I would have believed that that would have been God's will to end that bitch. But if you have to be, yeah. yeah. Oh no, she was creepy as hell with God, was she running that island? Yeah. She was running that island. Running that island. She was so good. (laughs) Such a good casting there. But yeah, it's just like you have worked yourself. That's the whole point of the show is like, how much can you twist yourself around something to make it fit what you want it to fit. But anyway, that's going to be it. I I forgot to give you a heads up beforehand. So this is my bad. Um, But I ask all of my guests at the end to share a shenanigan of their own. Ooh. And it can be literally anything. What counts as a shenanigan though? Like what? I've had quite a few bird related stories, like birds tasting children. Oh my God, I've got one. (laughs) It's not bird related. It's bat related. I've been attacked. Let's go. By bats in my home twice so i would have two nickels sorry yeah still exactly still in high school working a part-time job get home my parents go to bed and i'm just like chilling and i look over in the lampshade and there's a moth on the lampshade so i kill the moth and i just go back to watching tv and something is swooping at my fucking face so then i'm freaking out so i start like being like mom dad so they come out this thing keeps swooping at my head when they're not looking at me so they think I'm on drugs. They think I've taken something. I'm, I'm now hallucinating. So like, I'm freaking out. My parents are like, are you on drugs? Are you drunk? Did you take something? And I'm like, no, I swear to fucking God, I did not come home from work and get high on the fucking living room couch while you guys are like two feet away in a bedroom. No. <laughs> so finally caught it because I was like, it swooped into the bathroom and I was like, it's in the bathroom. It's in the fucking bathroom. So we just wrapped it in a little towel and took it out. Fine. Terrible, terrifying think it would only happen to you fucking once in your life. No. How big of a bat are we talking really quick? 
No, they're big? not huge, but it's like, I don't know, probably like, like that. Like a little baby. Yeah, it's like, like a, a little, little it's a little bag. Okay. A little so bag. it's not like one of those like giant No, South no, it's, they would have probably seen it definitely, but that doesn't matter because they move fast. <laughs> they move fast, Amanda. They move fast. So second time was like a year or two later. I go to bed at like 10, shut the door. And then I wake up at about two with sounds of like, just things slamming, hitting the wall, hitting into the posters on my wall. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like peek through the cover and then something like brown shoots by where like the light's coming in through the window from the moon. And I was like, holy fuck, that is like, is that a locust? That is the biggest insect I've ever seen because I just saw brown, but it was like, it must've just hit in the right way. So I freak out, just shoot out of the room open, and I realize it's a bat finally. And I just run out of the room like, it's happening again. And I'm just like... <laughs> Still living with my parents, but just shoot down the hall and we're looking for it. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like two o'clock in the morning at this point. And we're just looking. And then finally we realize it's like above the door frame, like hanging down. So like every time we would come in the room, you couldn't see it because it's behind your head. So we got rid of it. It was fine. But that means that that bat was somewhere in my room before 10 PM, just chilling quietly and then didn't move for like five hours until it started freaking out and trying to leave. How did it get in my room? I don't know. Why was it, where was it? I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever done a, like a deep dive analysis about how you may be like the bat mother? Have you considered that? <laughs> like maybe you have something in you that's like calling to the bats. I was, I don't know, like maybe. Like you might have this superpower. Maybe. Well, if <laughs> And you just don't know how to access it yet, which is why they're sweeping at you. Well, the first time I pissed it off, I took its food source. It clearly snuck in when I came home from work and then was like, oh, scoping a meal there. And then I took it. What if it was its friend and you just killed its friend? I don't, I think it wanted to eat it. And that's why it swooped that way. And then it was like, oh fuck, there's nothing here anymore. What the fuck? Oh shit. Oh fuck. Oh shit. We probably had the very same reactions. It was probably terrified. I was terrified. It was not mm -hmm. a good time. But those, that's, there you go. You said bird stories. I got bat stories. One up. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for coming no on the podcast. Um, we tried to do this like what, two weeks ago when there was a bit of a uh, mix up, but this yeah. is great. This is great. This was fun. Thank you so much. But yes, I will uh, link your YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Do you want me to link your Twitch? I can link your Twitch, even if you're not. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Throw the numbers, you yeah, know. I'll be back there Just eventually. Build it up. Uh, yeah. All the swell shenanigans stuff will be linked down below. Don't forget to uh, rate and review uh, the podcast everywhere you listen to a podcast. That's always much appreciated. And be sure to go and subscribe to the uh, Swell Shenanigans YouTube channel because we're trying to get monetized. Okay? Okay. Hey. <laughs> that's going to be it. Thank you. <laughs>